Welcome to the Smart Connector, a podcast for entrepreneurs who put people first. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode. In our podcast, we'll be looking at the power of authentic connection and how it can build your business success. We feature interviews with leading entrepreneurs and offer strategies to bring power to all your relationships, including the one you have with yourself. Be a smart connector to the architect of your amazing business and life. In this podcast, we're going to look at habits that annoy. Annoying behavior is a subjective issue, meaning that what one person easily tolerates will often aggravate and upset another. Temperamentally, some of us are just more highly strung or placid than others. The more highly strung we are, the more controlling we'll tend to be about life in general, and the more susceptible we'll be to someone inconveniencing or irritating us. So regardless of basic temperament, whether someone's behavior annoys us or not can also have a lot to do with our own emotional state. When we're chronically stressed, anxious or insecure, we're far more likely to be sensitive to what we perceive to be the annoying habits and behaviors of others. We'll feel more irritable, get more angry and be more easily triggered into undesirable contact or annoying habits ourselves. When we're feeling great, on the other hand, we'll care far less about others' annoying behavior and we'll therefore behave better ourselves. If we notice that everyone around us seems oblivious to another person's behavior, but we're bothered by it, it's always worth taking time out to ask ourselves what's really up. If the answer is simply that we have controlling tendencies and feel uncomfortable when anyone inconveniences or annoys us, recognize that this is also very difficult for them and that we are probably as annoying or irritating for them as they are to us. So to find people less annoying, we should definitely keep the focus on ourselves and increasing our own satisfaction and enjoyment of life. Psychologists have found that being overly controlling of others leads to misery and frustration rather than happiness and success. And since my series is all about strengthening and deepening your relationships in business as well as life, I don't recommend just acting out on irritable feelings as this can damage relationships and drive others away. There are two ways we can take the heat out of being annoyed or irritated with others. The first is by doing what's called emotional labeling. This involves coming up with a word or phrase when we're feeling upset with someone else to name the negative emotion we're experiencing. So if, for example, we feel crossed by someone pushing through a door in front of us, we can quietly admit that I'm annoyed by that. Some people think emotional labeling will make the emotion more intense, but they're wrong. Psychologists, again, have found across several studies that doing this actually contains the negative feelings and stops them from boiling over. Suppressing or denying feelings is the thing that gives them more of a hold over us. So when we feel triggered and those annoyed feelings come up, instead of directing them outwards and blaming the other person, we should quietly acknowledge them and decide what they're helping us understand about ourselves. Obviously, this is a discipline, but it's a discipline with a greater mission, that of personal leadership. All of us can be annoying to others at times, and taking this on as our issue to be resolved, not someone else's, is thinking for success. The second way to deal with someone who is irritating or annoying us is to steer clear of them. 
at your most vulnerable times. This is called situation selection, which is about avoiding situations that are likely to trigger you into behaving in a way you might regret. So if, for example, coming straight home from work and seeing your children fight provokes you into anger, either stop or before you get home to prepare yourself for the eventuality or go straight to your bedroom when you get in until you can calm down and you're ready to engage in a more constructive way. Of course, making these choices sounds simple in theory, but it rarely is in practice and it can be hard without support. If you're prone to act out on angry or irritated feelings and want to stop hurting those around you, it might be an idea to keep a journal to track and monitor your moods. Better still, practice telling the truth about yourself to someone who cares about you and can support you to achieve happier outcomes for all. Remember, none of us are perfect, so you're never going to be able to achieve full mastery of your emotions and behavior, but you can certainly achieve a significant reduction in the unhelpful habits that create conflict and unhappiness for others that you regularly engage with. There are certain behaviors almost all of us struggle to tolerate, which I've grouped into four categories. The first is a basic lack of consideration for others. The second is the belief that the person in question is more important than anyone else. And the third is bringing down others' moods, stealing their time or spoiling their peace. And the fourth is that control freakery we've already mentioned. I'm going to start with some of the behaviours that come from a disrespect and a lack of consideration for others. I would put in this category issues such as being habitually late or being insensitive to the environment or experience of others. So doing things like slurping food or chewing with an open mouth, nose or ear picking in public or spitting on the pavement, having bad breath or significant body odour, talking loudly about work on a mobile phone in a packed train carriage, coughing or sneezing over people, shoving or pushing past others, cutting them up, driving too fast or honking horns in traffic, generating unpleasant sights, sounds or smells, or otherwise behaving in a discourteous manner, it ignores the impact of this behaviour on others. Although all of us have the potential to be insensitive at times, there are some people for whom this tendency is ever-present, and these are the ones all of us tend to find most annoying. I believe that such people are expressing their unhappiness and resentment of life in a passive-aggressive way, trying unconsciously to infect others with the misery they don't know how to deal with themselves. So it can be helpful not to react in a knee-jerk way, but simply recognize this and ignore it, thus starving them of attention. When people narcissistically believe they're more important than others, on the other hand, they demonstrate the following behaviors. They talk more than they listen, habitually interrupt and talk over others, change the topic of conversation to themselves and brag about the things they have or are doing in life. Such people can appear charming at first because they can also be entertaining and fun, but they can be draining to be around and very annoying. They're entitled, which means they feel they deserve nothing but the best treatment, respect and consideration, whilst being unwilling to show the same consideration or respect to others. The best way to deal with people like this is to recognize their behavior comes from insecurity rather than strength. Make your excuses and get away. The third category of annoying people are time, energy and happiness stealers. These are the ones who will try to spoil your fun and happy mood and steal your time by moaning and complaining as well as making unreasonable and selfish demands of you while expecting you to make no demands of them in return. Such people will also frequently bitch, gossip, whine or complain about themselves and others 
putting themselves in either a one-up or down position. They may confuse you by appearing friendly and caring at times, but you'll notice you always end up feeling drained after you've been with them. Their criticisms may be dressed up as helpful advice, but don't let that fool you. Pay attention to how you feel about them. Are you looking forward to time spent in their company? Do they make you feel better or is there always a bit of a sting that causes you to doubt yourself or aspects of your life you were previously happy about? Such people are just driven by their own unresolved issues. Don't let them drag you down too. The fourth category, as I've already said, are the control freaks. Control freaks can make your life a misery. In business, they try to set the agenda in meetings and seize the role of primary spokesperson and decision maker. They'll try to dominate conversations by interrupting and shutting others down. Their overriding goal is to get their own agenda agreed, regardless of the thoughts or feelings of others. If you live with a control freak, your life will be difficult. Control freaks, freaks act like it's their way or the highway. They have an overwhelmingly powerful need to assert their authority. And if they can't get their way, they become impossible to live with. It's important to remember that trying to control others is unhealthy behavior and reflects the poor relationship control freaks have with themselves. People who can't control themselves try to control the people around them instead. Think of it this way, when people can't manage their own anxieties and insecurities, the options and priorities of others are sacrificed on the altar of their fears. Such people wreak havoc in the lives of others, but they're also to be pitied because they don't experience the joy of true intimacy. They're unable to leverage or work effectively with others in business, and this massively limits their success too. Control freaks are actually losers in life, but they can change. It de just depends on whether they're willing to try. Most of us have had the experience of either living or working with a control freak, and it's not a pleasant one. There are two ways people commonly deal with control freaks. If they're intimidated by their forceful personalities, they allow them to dominate. Or if they're brave, they challenge them and accept the inevitable conflict that arises. There's no middle ground, which is why control freaks often end up being rejected by others. If you allow a control freak to get their own way without challenging them, you've stepped into the role of the compliant codependent. A codependent is someone who takes on someone else's thoughts, feelings and agendas as their own. This is a really unhappy compromise. If you stand up to control freaks, on the other hand, you expend your valuable energy fighting, which is exhausting and holds you back from making your own life great. Neither works, but remember you didn't cause someone's behavior, you can't control it and you can't cure it. The only person you can change is yourself. So maintain your understanding that domination of another is not right or healthy and take steps to look after yourself in the light of this. Perhaps you think that you might be the control freak, which is surprisingly common. Here's a checklist to help you arrive at the truth. Do you struggle to delegate, dislike human frailties or mistakes, or insist on the standards you alone set? Get moody or critical when things aren't going your way? Feel threatened by others' agendas or expectations? Make unilateral decisions when you should have consulted others? Shout or criticize when others suggest something that doesn't match your views? Throw, hit or kick things when you're angry, blame or micromanage. If you recognize yourself in this description and want to change, here are some things you can try. Notice when things aren't going the way you'd like. Review your expectations and ask yourself if you're taking the thoughts and feelings of others into account. 
Discuss any difficult feelings that arise with someone you trust. Practice letting go. Pick your battles and stop trying to control everything. Don't stack your requests. In other words, stop layering demands and just choose the most important. Think about your delivery. Aim to be kind and show others you care. Be patient with yourself too. Adopting new habits doesn't happen overnight, but as long as you bring a willingness to work with other people's agendas as well as your own, you can make improvements, and these will in turn help you achieve better outcomes across every relationship you have in your business or life. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast on habits that annoy, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Smart Connective podcast. I invite you to follow me on social media or go to www.janebaylor.com to book a discovery call and learn about our exciting mentorships, masterminds and retreats. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.